We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. A Monday edition of Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster with you today. Jad Chambers producing, and it is a wild and crazy Monday as it always is. So much to react to. We've got the Chiefs taking care of the Broncos. Was it cozy enough for you, Chiefs fans? We've got big wins for all three of our men's college basketball teams. Uh, KU, K-State, Wichita State winning this weekend, all rather impressively. Uh, the Wichita State women win streak was ended by KU over the weekend as well. Two massive, massive headlines in the world of college sports coming with us late last night and in this morning. Mike Leach, hospitalized, uh, appears to be very serious, fighting for his life. The Mississippi State, former Texas Tech, former Washington State football coach. I think a lot of fans around here are very familiar from his time at Texas Tech in the Big 12. Uh, so we'll get to that, certainly uh, thinking about him and hoping for a quick recovery, one of our real characters that I think most people appreciate. Uh, and then some other news in the world of college sports this morning, just dropping in the last hour or so, Chris Beard, the University of Texas head coach, arrested early this morning and charged with assault on a family member. Uh, lot, not a lot of details there other than the arrest itself, um, you know, those can be gathered from arrest logs that come out every day, which is what I suspect that came from. So not a lot of details there. Probably more on that throughout the day. Uh, those big headlines happening. So we can get to those and react to those throughout the program here. 869-1240 is the number to call. Tommy, happy Monday to you. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, good weekend. A uh, lot going on in the world of sports. And, of course, a couple of headlines, like you mentioned, that came out in the last 24 hours and even one that broke within you know the last hour. So a lot to get to and react to on this Monday. Yeah, it, uh, you know, both tough stories. Uh, just real quick on those, and then we'll get to the Chiefs yesterday. Uh, Mike Leach, I, Tommy, I covered him when I first started in the business. Uh, in Amarillo, covered a lot of Texas Tech. He was there. That was sort of in the very peak glory days of Texas Tech football. Uh, at one point, he had 
you know, number one versus number two, Texas and Texas Tech there. Michael Crabtree with a catch in the end zone. I was at that game. Mike Leach was as loved uh, or more so even than Mark Mangino was at KU. I always put those two on a parallel because they had the programs at their best places in the history of the programs, both unusually removed from that. And, you know, in Mike Leach's case, I think found a, a pretty good amount of success even after. Um, he's a character. We all love hearing his press conferences. He's a very thoughtful guy. He has fun with it. Um, hate seeing that news. 61 years old um, in the hospital. It appears to be, based on what you see, the reactions from people close to him, it appears to be very, very serious. So uh, hopefully he's able to pull through that, uh, but we'll continue to follow that as well. Um, and then the Chris Beard story. Wow. Uh, a guy that has Texas back headed in the right direction. Uh, they are certainly on their way to being one of the powers in the country. But that's a pretty brutal arrest. And I don't know what the details are, but assault on a family member is a serious, serious charge, obviously, early this morning. That's going to be a really interesting thing to follow now as Texas is, uh, you know, they're one of the favorites, not just to win the Big 12, but at this moment, one of the favorites to win a national championship this year. And, you know, as he made his move down there, don't know the circumstances, but this could be uh, catastrophic for the Longhorn basketball program. And, and obviously there's a, a personal component to that that needs to sort itself out. But my goodness, what that, I did not... <laughs> That was, uh, that was a bit of a shocker this morning. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm going to start with the Mike Leach uh, news. My very first collegiate football game that I ever went to was the University of Kansas and Texas Tech. Uh, and it was Mark Mangino and it was Mike Leach. Uh, and, you know, like you mentioned, those two guys were at the top of their games kind of at about the same time uh, in the same conference. It was a lot of fun to watch. And uh, just following, you know, Mike Leach and the press conferences and the interviews, um, I think what what has always stuck out to me is his irreverence and how he doesn't take himself too seriously and how, you know, he understands that it's a game, but it's fun. And there's, you know, an opportunity to have a little bit of fun with it. It's, you know, the sense of humor has always been great. Uh, and so, you know, details are pretty scarce on this story. We just know that, you know, he's in the hospital and, um, you know, his family around him, hopefully, um, you know, he's able to pull through. So that was definitely a, um, you know, shocker last night. And then you mentioned the Chris Beard situation. Um, of course, there is, you know, in our legal system today, innocent until proven guilty. But uh, these charges are damning. And, you know, if there is a shred of truth to this, um, it's going to be difficult for him to continue as the head basketball coach at the University of Texas. Um, I would imagine that the university will put him on administrative leave um, probably immediately. Now, Texas, they play tonight. They play Rice this evening. Uh, there's not a chance in hell that we see Chris Beard on the sideline uh, coaching this game tonight, and we may never see him again. The University of Texas did release a statement this morning saying the university is aware of the situation regarding Chris Beard. We are continuing to gather information and monitoring the legal situation. Um, you know, of course, this has to play out. Um, the, the legal process has to play out. But yeah, I mean, I, it, it's difficult for me to think if the, if this is legitimate, if this did indeed happen, hard for me to think that he's going to continue. 
Uh, Dana O'Neill, a little bit more reporting. The third degree felony assault was for impeding breath circulation, which I, I would imagine means a strangulation situation. So I don't know. This is a just a sort of a uh, oh my god moment, yeah. right? Like we're just we're just waiting to get some more details on this. But yeah, this I mean. This could be it. He could be done. He could and be that done. That would and be stunning. The other thing I want to point out too, and, and you know, we can use phrases like assault on a family member, or we can just say domestic violence. We can say impeding breath circulation, or we can say strangulation. Like these are the words that, like, they it, it's it is what it actually is: um, domestic violence with strangulation. I don't know. It's very. It's a very troubling story, and we'll get some more details. We may get them before the end of this show, and we will certainly pass those along as we go. Uh, all right, Tommy, let's let's go to our normal Reaction Monday scenarios now, and we'll start with the Chiefs, as we typically do when they play on a Sunday. They go to Denver. They get a six-point win. Looked like they were going to destroy them up 27 nothing at one point. All of a sudden, the game gets very interesting. Uh, takes some big defensive plays late. Russell Wilson leaves the game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has a couple of just of his unbelievable plays in the game, but you know, I thought they'd go to Denver and just crush them, and they were for a little bit, but they, they kind of let them play their way back into that game. I wish they wouldn't have done that because I think that was a real opportunity for the Chiefs to just really, really throttle somebody and, and sort of reestablish that dominance, but you know, I'm not sure that they did that. The Denver offense that struggled against everybody, right? They've, they've been awful. Saw Russell Wilson throw for 250 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, you know, they, they threw the ball very effectively against Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes had three interceptions. That was the big reason Denver was able to come back into it. But, you know, just not, not one of those games where you think, okay, that makes me feel like the Chiefs are the best team in football. I still think that they're in that conversation, but I don't know that they put distance you know, between themselves and anybody else with that win. Yeah, 10-3 and three is the record, but uh, you kind of feel a little bit yucky after that victory. Um, you know, they were up 27 nothing. They were rolling. Um, looked like they were on their way to just absolutely humiliating the Broncos in Denver. Uh, and then they had a pretty terrible last couple of minutes in the first half, and it continued into the second half. Uh, there are... And we've been saying this for a while, but I think it was on full display yesterday. There are significant issues with the Kansas City defense. Like I'm talking about early playoff exit defensive issues with this Kansas City team. Uh, the secondary is not good. Um, they were able to get some pressure on uh, Russell Wilson throughout the game. The pass rush was okay, uh, but they could not get off the field on third down, even on drives. Like the very first Broncos drive of the game, uh, the Broncos ultimately punt, punted. They couldn't get into field goal range or score a touchdown. But the Broncos converted three third downs in a row, which is not something this Denver offense does. And that was even before the tide shifted and before the Broncos went on their run in the second half. That was early in the game. And I even thought at that point, oh, no, you know, the Chiefs defense can't get off the field on third down. It continued throughout the entire game. Uh, there are questions with the defense for sure. And then I think it's fair to question some of the play calling and decision-making and, you know, clock management, especially in that second half. 
uh, as well from Kansas City. So, yeah, you walk away with the victory. The Broncos are not good. They scored the most points that they had scored all season yesterday on Kansas City. Um, if, if the Chiefs defense struggled against the Broncos, we've seen them struggle against better teams uh, that have better offenses. It's really concerning, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. Um, it definitely is. I don't know. But but everybody's got their issues. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think it's like it's certainly not any reason to panic for the Chiefs. I think the issue is oh, I think it is. I think it's time to panic a little bit. I panic. I mean, they're 10 and three. They're winning games. They're OK. Um, I, but and the reason I think it's not time to panic is because everybody has issues right now. Right. It's not like. Uh, it's not like Buffalo came out and, and reestablished themselves as this dominant force. Dallas certainly didn't, right? Cincinnati was probably the most comfortable of the teams we're seeing ascend to the top. Uh, Philadelphia very much made a statement. San Francisco made a big statement. Miami lost to the Chargers. Like, who who were we, you know— I think everybody's in sort of that same spot. I don't think there's a clear favorite. And I know everybody wants to anoint one, but I don't think there is one. And if there is one at this point, I mean, you'd probably have to say Philadelphia because they're the ones that just keep beating people comfortably. Um, and, you know, the, the Vikings lost to the Lions, which Vegas had it right. They, you know, yeah. fooled us all. Um, so th there's, I don't think of any of the great teams outside of maybe Philadelphia, anyone is just, you know, blowing the doors off of becoming the favorites. Now, Buffalo, probably of all the teams, I will give Buffalo this in that they played a good defense and a good team. Buffalo had 232 total yards of offense in that win. I mean, the Jets defense is for real, but that's, I mean, that ain't going to get it done in the playoffs either. So I'm not sure anybody feels great right now, except maybe Cincinnati because they're really starting to ascend, and obviously Philadelphia because they just continue to do what they're doing. I mean, I'm Philly's for real. Philly might be the favorite to me right now. They just keep doing it on both sides of the ball uh, in an impressive fashion. They've got that game against the Cowboys. I think that will really that will really tell us something. But man, I, I just don't know. I think this is a wide open year in the NFL. I don't think there is a clear favorite. Yeah, I don't think there's a clear favorite necessarily either, but I do think that if you strip everything away and you look at the personnel, you look at the talent, and you go into the playoffs, I mentioned it a week ago, more than likely Kansas City is going to face Buffalo or Cincinnati and or Cincinnati at some point in the playoffs. And you want to look at the Kansas City defense and tell me that they're going to match up in a playoff game against Buffalo or Cincinnati. They have not been able to match up against them in the regular season. They can't even match up against the Broncos. You know, the, the Broncos put up 28 un, or 21 unanswered points, 28 points in the second half, cut that deficit down. Uh, if they struggled that way against a team like Denver, who has an anemic offense and can't score. Yeah. I think there is some legitimate panic. I think, and maybe panic is too strong of a word legitimate concerns about how deep this Kansas city team can go with the personnel, with the way that they're playing right now, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's a problem for sure. They have a deficiency. I still think they have a chance to be the best offense though. And I still think that, you know, when you stack up deficiencies, one to the other, they're going to, you know, I, I will be stunned if the Chiefs aren't favored in every single game that they'll play, however many that is, 
Um, however many that is, I'll be stunned if the Chiefs aren't favored in those games. I, I it's not they had to like score thirty four points to beat the Broncos. I if, know. Let's say they're matched up against Cincinnati in the playoffs again. They're gonna they're gonna have to hang what like fifty on Cincinnati to be able to win that game. I mean, come on. It, yeah, maybe. I mean, that's that might be the case. They they won a Super Bowl that way, and and you know, last year the playoffs were sort of going that way for them too. I'd like for their defense to play better this year. Also, I do think the defense is better this year than last, but it's certainly not very good. Um, you don't. But the other part of that is too, like, you we gotta it's we gotta put some of that on Mahomes for throwing three picks, sure. right? Like they give it's the not ball away all way defense. Too much. Yeah, you, you throw three intercepts. They're the only team, and I think they had this on the broadcast, they're the only team of the teams in playoff position, I think, with a negative turnover ratio and the, by far ahead of the rest of the field. This is That's the uncharacteristic thing. If they don't stop turning the ball over, that's what's going to kill them in the postseason. Denver is dead to rights in that game until they turn the ball over three times. Yeah. And, and that's what's going to kill them. Because if Denver, any team in the NFL is going to take advantage of, of turnovers. Look at Dallas yesterday with Houston. Dallas kept turning the ball over. They almost lost that game at home to Houston. So any team that turns the ball over is going to be dead in the NFL. And they and it's just weird because they keep doing it this year, but it's not something that they've done historically. So, like, which is it? And, I mean, I think you probably, probably need to start leaning to the immediate, you know, the most recent history rather than trying to look back at what this team's done over the past, because right now the reality for this team is they turn the ball over and that's what'll get them killed in the playoffs. Well, and look on top of that too. Uh, it's not only the giveaways, it's the fact that there was that drive in the second half in the fourth quarter. That was a microcosm. I think of Kansas city's defense and just their overall decision-making. And I think it's fair. I don't get me wrong. I love Andy Reed and I love what Andy Reed has done for this franchise long-term. But that doesn't make him immune from criticism. And no. there was that that drive where the Broncos were pushing the ball down the field, but then they started getting penalties. And there was that holding penalty that Kansas City accepted. It would have been third and 24, but instead Kansas City accepted the penalty and made it second and 34, and the Broncos converted. On a second and 34, they converted and went on to score a touchdown to cut the lead to six. Um, why do you why do you not decline that penalty? I would much rather have a third and 24 than a second and 34. And especially when you know the personnel that your defense has, who you're putting out on the field, uh, I feel so much more comfortable with the Broncos offense or any offense for that matter, having one chance on a third down at 24 yards to gain as opposed to giving them multiple plays in 34 yards to gain because this defense has shown, and it's not just the Denver game, it's been games throughout the entire season, this defense has shown they can't get off the field on third or fourth down. Yeah, it's um, they did run the ball at the very end of the game, effectively, right? When they absolutely were putting them away, they at least did it then. And that was a little better. But, yeah, I'm with you. They've got to be able to run the ball. I just don't know. I, I don't. I think it's unreasonable to expect them to throughout an entire game. And Andy Reid's always made he, – he's a, he's a roll-the-dice kind of a coach. I mean, that, you, you, that goes both directions. Uh, I, I'm 
fine typically with the decisions he makes because he makes them the same all the time and his players believe in it and his players understand it and they, you know, whatever. Tommy, one of my long standing things is like anytime you, you make any observation for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and it's not that they're the, you know, the greatest of all time, Chiefs fans get highly, highly defensive. I'll take that quarterback and, and head coaching combo over any in the league, seven days a week. But that doesn't mean that they're not immune from criticism. And yes, there were some questionable calls. And yes, Mahomes threw the ball or turned the ball over three times. And no, that can't continue to happen, or they won't be able to continue to win games enough to win a Super Bowl. They get a cake scheduled the rest of the way. One that we thought would be insanely difficult is not going to be. That's the Chiefs' great advantage now. But now is also the time to work that stuff out. They've got a month left. They absolutely can't. History tells us Spag's defenses can get a whole lot better at the very end of a season. They've done it before. And they have a chance to do it again this year. A lot of young players there continue to adapt, get better. But the NFL just shows us this weekend. You think you have a good grasp on it, and it'll go the other direction. All right, let's take a quick break. 869-1240, Chiefs fans, uh, you can join us for that. Let's give away real quick during this first break. Uh, let's give away some movie tickets here. we got a four-pack coming for Disney's Avatar, The Way of the Water. That's at Boulevard Theaters in Town West Square this Thursday, December 15th at 7 o'clock. Uh, so a four-pack of tickets to that Enjoy it on us. We'll do that for the second caller during the break, 869-1240. Disney's Avatar, The Way of the Water at Boulevard Theaters in Town West on Thursday. Jad will take that winner. We'll be back. We'll continue to react to a busy weekend in sports on Sports Daily. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Kansas only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing casino and hotel congratulations to kyle and andover he's headed to see disney's avatar at boulevard town west theater uh you'll head there on sports daily appreciate everybody we'll have a few more of those to give away before thursday's showing so congratulations to everybody who is headed down there for that uh tommy i just put in that first touchdown insurance score bet by the way you'll hear that game tonight uh right here on kfh i'm taking hunter henry Arizona's been awful against tight ends. I got him at plus 1,400 at BetMGM. Uh, sorry, Monday Night Football is actually on KNSS tonight at 6.30 pregame over on KNSS. Uh, Hunter Henry is my pick. Tommy, how was your betting weekend? Did you bet anything? Uh, I did a little bit, and I didn't do well. In fact, I, I read an article this morning that 
Um, the books absolutely cleaned up this weekend. It was really? probably the best weekend in the NFL season for all the sports books. Um, so if you won uh, this weekend, consider yourself lucky because a lot of people did. didn't, and I'm one of them. I did. I, I won a lot of player props, and uh, I had a little you know same-game parlay over at BetMGM on the Chiefs-Broncos game. The 9.5, you know, I was really confident when we were talking about that on Friday, and I sort of backed off of it a little bit. It, it was starting to make me a little uneasy. And so I did a few other things, just took the Chiefs to win, put it in the same game, parlay, and did well there. But I'll tell you where he really cleaned up, Tommy. One of what I think is the worst lines for Vegas that I've seen since sports betting went live, and that's Kansas basketball against Missouri. Three and a half points. When I saw that, I, I just, I, I was stunned to see a three and a half point line on that game. Missouri unbeaten, yes, but anybody can look at their schedule and say, "Are you kidding me?" We've seen what we know, and and this is why I think there's a real opportunity in college basketball. By the way, and I and I saw this last year as I just you know we follow the lines for fun before it went legal here, but it takes the books a lot longer to react to college basketball than it does things like the NFL, the NBA, and those things because there's just so many games. So when you see that line and you've actually watched the team, we know that Missouri likes to run and gun, right? Like we know they play high pace. They allowed 80-plus points to Wichita State, who that is not their game. So Kansas, who has only really struggled when they face good bigs, you're going to put Kansas in that scenario. I'm sitting there thinking before I even saw that line, man, Kansas is going to get to 90 in this game. Like they're going to, I mean, they're going to, they're going to roll offensively here. Now we'll get, they'll get defensively tested a little bit, but I thought for sure, Kansas was going to score 90 points. And then I'm thinking like, and Missouri hasn't played anybody. And KU has had a week of bill self telling them how they don't know how to play any defense and all this other stuff. They're going to come out and they're going to kill them. And I saw three and a half points, and I was like, all right, this is one of those bet the farm moments here. And and it was. It was right. I had one uh, that followed a buddy who put him in as a 21-plus point win, which I took was great. I took it straight up with a with a bigger unit than I normally would, which was great. Did a same-game parlay, which hit, which was great. It was basically like just bet everything on KU here because <laughs> offensively they're going to challenge 100 yeah. points. And that's exactly yeah. the way it played out. I mean, I couldn't believe that line when I saw it. Yeah, the other big difference, too, is that there, there is so much parity in the NFL. We just talked about it, how there's not a clear-cut favorite. Yeah. And how teams, you know, one week to the next can look completely different. Um, for instance, and I'm sure that we'll talk about it later on in the show, but the Cowboys and the Texans, that 17-point spread, uh, there it was nowhere near that. But college no. basketball, there is a lot more disparity, and there's disparity specifically between Kansas and Missouri. I mean, those two teams are night and day different. Uh, yeah, their their records may say that they were fairly similar, but the talent level, nowhere near the same between the Jayhawks and the Tigers. And so that was a smart bet. I saw that line, too, at three and a half and thought, uh, yeah, there, there's not a chance in hell that Missouri covers that, and it didn't happen that way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that if if you are if, if you're like you and bet a lot of money on the the Jayhawks to cover, uh, you, you looked really good over the weekend. Well, and it's it, and this is what I love about college basketball, and we'll see how this works now. It, if you watch it 
you can really and it's what we watch, right? Like the NBA, I'm I'm kind of leaning on our BetQL app with the NBA, I'll be honest. And it does a really good job with the NBA. That's an area where it it does well and it's and it's paid for sure. Um but when it comes to college basketball, that's more of a trust what you've seen because probably we're watching and it's just that you know the teams that we watch, but we're watching more of it than anybody or as much as and all three of Wichita State, K-State, and KU covered this weekend um, and covered rather comfortably. And and you could sort of see that coming, right, for a variety of reasons. For KU, we just went over that. KU's was the most glaringly obvious bad line that I've seen in any sport this year. We won't. I, I highly doubt we see that sort of opportunity with Kansas basketball again this season. So Wichita State, though, is a, is a good example of and we don't really know a lot about Longwood, and we don't need to. What we do know is that Wichita State had a long time to prepare. They're coming home, and we're seeing signs of a pretty good team developing, right? And and that looked like an opportunity when you get a reasonable spread. Like, I forget what it was, 10 points, 9 points, whatever it was, against a team like Longwood, who's a tournament team. And then for, you know, for the first half of the first half, looked pretty, you know, capable until Wichita State finally figured some things out and then they just went on a tear. Uh, hat tip to Melvion Flanagan, by the way. That yeah. uh, could be a, a real development in the shocker offense. But, you know, sort of what we've been talking about for a couple of weeks with Wichita State, you know, even though they're – and we don't like moral victories and we've gone over all that stuff, but you were starting to see signs of some of the players that have come in really starting to grow into these more confident and comfortable roles, Right. Well, that played itself out, and you know they they only turned the ball over ten times in that game. When they started to take care of the basketball, they started to really pull away. A, you know, a sixteen to ten assist to turnover ratio—that's not something we've seen a lot of this year. They were right there, uh, you know, in rebounds, and they shot free throws really well. They didn't shoot a ton of them, Tommy, but they made them ten to twelve from the free throw line. So those things that we're seeing snake bite them. They were able to correct over a week and come back home. That was a great opportunity for the Shockers, too. And and I thought that, you know, it, it's it's a little bit vindicating for us because the things that we were seeing in some of this higher-level competition, they played themselves out when you get a team like Longwood, and I suspect that they will again Tuesday night against, was it Mississippi Valley State? I suspect we'll see the same sort of thing. Some of those issues, when you play a team that's not quite athletically up to speed with with where you saw those issues. Now you're going to see Wichita state. We'll see if they can grow from it ahead of that Oklahoma state game. But that was a really nice win. And there for a minute, I almost fired a text to you, Tommy. I was like, God, they look terrible because they did for the first half of the first half. And then they figured it out real quick and they were fine. And again, credit to Melvion Flanagan for providing that spark. I hope that's what this team needs is, I mean, he, (laughs) this is, I mean this and no offense, but I just like it was funny watching him shoot three pointers. I was like, that's what it looks like when I shoot three pointers. <laughs> like just a straight laser. Man, he was hitting him though. And and yeah. he was that that play to end halftime when he when he drove that dude and, and cooked him like that. I was like, the shockers are gonna win this game. Like they got this. He he just he's giving them they're fired up now. Yeah, a, a phrase that I never thought that I would say that I'm sure that nobody had on their sports daily bingo card is that the shockers don't win that game without Flanagan. Uh, it's just the bottom line. They don't win that game without Flanagan right. because he got them back in the game in the first half. They were struggling significantly and a hat tip to Isaac Brown for going to Flanagan, right? Yep. I mean, 
you know, to say, hey, look, it's not working with our scholarship guys. What we're doing right now is not working. And so we're going to put somebody in who can try to be a spark for this team offensively. And Flanagan was absolutely a spark off the bench for the Shockers. Pierre came in and played really well off the bench also. Uh, But it was nice to see that offensive output, Uh, you know, shooting 48% from the field is good it's not great but it's good uh 42 from three is solid you'll take that with the team yeah you'll take that for for, wichita state 42 you'll take that for a team that has from a team that struggles shooting the basketball you'll absolutely take that and we talked consistently throughout the season so far about how this team struggles to score the basketball and the fact that yeah it's longwood but they put up over 80 points you'll take that in a heartbeat yeah, it's okay that it's Longwood because they needed they, they've got to have a chance to, you know, get back on track and learn from the things that have caused some some tough losses. And 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 that's the reality. The reality is Wichita State I'll be pretty surprised if they play their way into the bubble. It's going to take a really really good conference basketball season, but maybe that's possible. And and we'll see. I mean, I'm excited to get them you know, into conference basketball play. Same thing with K-State. I'm excited to get K-State into conference basketball. I mean, they throttled Incarnate Word, um, 98 to 50. But they should throttle Incarnate Word, 98 to 50. Uh, Nebraska, who actually, Nebraska, who'd they give a test to? Purdue, I think it was this weekend. Who, who yeah. did Nebraska? Nebraska played tight. Um, and it took a last minute win from Purdue, who was top five team. So, K-State will get that one. win for Purdue. Yeah, so that'll be a night that maybe that'll be a better test than we thought it would be. Nebraska's sort of been on the fringe a little bit the last few years, so that will be handy. And then they jump right into Big 12 play. I, 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 it's, I'm done with pre-conference. Like, I'm ready for all three of these teams to get into conference play uh, and just sort of lock in, baby, and watch a ton of conference basketball. I cannot wait for that. Um, you'll hear... More on the Shocker men and women tonight on KFH. What's on tap? You've got the Isaac Brown Show at 6 and the Keith Adams Show at 7. So should be two really interesting shows uh, for a variety of reasons tonight uh, on KFH here as we get you caught up on Shockers. All right, let's take a quick break. Tommy and I will come back. Let's talk about some of those NFL happenings here as we make our way through the next couple of segments. Tommy mentioned the Cowboys. Hmm. I don't know what to think about that. 869-1240, your thoughts as well as we make our way through a Reaction Monday on Sports Daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Jake Balbrock, Tommy Caster with you on this Reaction Monday. Let's spend a little time over the next couple of segments, Tommy, and sort of dissect what we're seeing in the NFL. Um, we, well, first, let's, let's do this. What is the most surprising outcome yesterday to you? Is it the Cowboys needing a game-winning drive? against the Texans. I mean, everybody. We had both Chelsea Messenger and Trey Wingo, whose study lines both tell us, like, stay away. Um, we both felt like stay away. We we all know this thing, this story. 17 and a half points is too many. A little bit of an interesting game. Dak Prescott threw a couple of picks. Uh, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. That's what keeps bad teams in games. We saw it with both the Cowboys and the Chiefs. This weekend, but um, is that the most surprising to you? Uh, no, I, I, it's up there. It's probably top three. Uh, the most surprising to me is the statement the 49ers made against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, 35 to 7. Uh, and it, it was 35 nothing for quite a while in that game. And that's the Brock Purdy led 49ers mm-hmm. taking down Tom Brady and the Bucks. Uh, the Buccaneers, as you've been saying for a long time, are going to limp their way into the playoffs, and uh, they they don't look good. They're not a good football team, but that nope. division is so weak that they're going to find their way in the playoffs. The 49ers, however, have shown that it doesn't particularly matter who is at quarterback. They've got so many weapons around the quarterback position that they're a dangerous, dangerous football team. I don't know how injured Debo Samuel is. Um, He was carted off. That is, uh, that's troubling for them, I think, long term. But I I think that the 49ers have shown us for about four or five years now that it doesn't matter who their quarterback is because they just, they play a certain way. I don't know what they would look like if they had a great quarterback. Trey Lance didn't appear to be that in the limited time we saw him this year. We know what Jimmy G is. Brock Purdy looks oddly similar in what they're asking him to do than what they asked Jimmy G to do. Tampa, they they don't run the ball. And if they don't run the ball, Tom Brady at 45 years old cannot surpass his age in pass attempts every week and then ever imagine that they'll have any success in a game. San Francisco killed them. San Francisco killed them running the ball. That's one thing that's interesting about Tampa in this game is Tampa traditionally stops the run pretty well, but San Francisco ran all over them in this game and if they can do that and if they can play defense they're going to be one of the favorites what's interesting i think that's developing now in the nfc tommy is you know if you whether you look at tampa 
whether you look at Dallas, whether you look at Philadelphia, uh, all these favorites that we're starting to see in the NFC, they all are able to do the same types of things, and that's run the ball, and that's play good defense. Philly ran for 253 yards yesterday, and they're playing a pretty good level of defense. Dallas, again, if they get Tyron Smith back with those two running backs— they're going to be really dangerous in the postseason. San Francisco, the same way. So I, I think that those are the three favorites in the NFC, especially after we saw Minnesota yesterday. But if those are the three favorites in the NFC, all three of them do the same sorts of things, right, which is run the ball like crazy and play better defense than the other teams in the conference. I don't know who the advantage is there in the NFC, but I do think it's interesting that all of them are sort of taking the same path and will, and will likely be the top three teams out of the NFC. So it was all the way back in probably, oh, I don't know, late September, early October that I remember coming on this show and we were talking about the differences between the AFC and the NFC. And I remember at the time we were probably three or four weeks into the season and I felt like the AFC, it was pretty clear who the dominant teams were, Kansas City, Buffalo, you know, so on and so forth. Like they looked really, really good to start the year. Then in the NFC, I remember saying, nobody wants to raise their hand and say that we are the dominant team in the NFC. Nobody wants to come in and say, all right, we are the best team in this conference. I feel like the roles have reversed a little bit. There are questions about the top teams in the AFC, Kansas City, Buffalo, Miami, maybe not as much Cincinnati, but, you know, those teams in the AFC, like we all have questions about them. In the NFC, the favorites are really, really uh, that they're be, they're being made clear in Philadelphia, in Dallas, in San Francisco. Uh, they're right there, and they are showing that they deserve to be in the conversations for the best teams in the NFL. It's um, if I had to have you right now on what are we at December twelfth? If I had to have you pick, and you can you can have either conference to win the Super Bowl. You get all the teams in the conference. You get them all. Which are you taking right now? NFC or AFC? Oh, man. Um, man, that's tough. Uh, actually, probably right now, the NFC, uh, because of Philadelphia, because of the statements that Philadelphia has made over the last couple of weeks. I mean, all they did was go in and beat the Giants, who have a winning record, by 26 points, that's all they did, by by four scores, beat the Giants. Um, and they did the same thing to the Titans the week before that. Uh, so I think because of that, man, I've got to go with the NFC. I, I think I agree. So basically, you're getting at this point, what it looks like is you're getting San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Dallas, or you're getting Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. Is that fair? I mean, I think yeah. those are the top three in each one. I think it's close. And, and you know, you'd think that the AFC, with the experience that those teams have, because all three of these NFC teams, other than San Francisco, San Francisco has the experience, but Dallas and Philly don't. You know, Dallas doesn't have experience with postseason winning. Philly, it's a new generation since won the Super Bowl. I, I, I think I agree because of what they're doing to win football games. All three of the defenses in those NFC teams, we said, outside of maybe Buffalo, are better. 
Cincinnati's playing better defense. Buffalo's got a good defense. And Kansas City, certainly, of those six teams, has the worst defense, I would say, at this point on December 12th. Now, I think they could get better, and I still think that they probably will. Um, but it is really interesting across the league. Where are, we sti- where are we sitting with the Lions right now? Because the Lions, everything we really liked about the Lions, right, is is sort of playing itself out, except all of a sudden they're playing a little bit of defense now. They couldn't stop Jeff- Justin Jefferson, but they stopped lots of other things. So uh, we'll talk about them when we come back and a couple of the other NFL storylines making our way through a Sunday as we kind of hone in on the postseason. We'll get you uh, back up to date on the two big college sports headlines uh, that came last night and this morning with Mike Leach and Chris Beard. We'll go over all of that as well. We'll do another giveaway in our second hour, 869-1240, the number to call with your thoughts and takes on a reaction Monday. All Brockton Castro on Sports Daily coming right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.